0: Welcome to episode 30 of Together, a Brighton and Ove Albion podcast. Um, It's been a quiet week at Albion Towers. Um, No games all this week. No weekend game. No midweek game. Um, Hopefully, they've had a nice time uh, with their warm weather training. Um, Hopefully, they've come back with uh, refreshed minds and refreshed bodies. Uh, I've seen a tweet online uh, this week. Today, actually, I'm recording on the Sunday. Um, a lad on Twitter uh, asked that we go back to 4411 um, that was due to a Brighton tweet, and you can find it on the uh, official BHFC tweet. Uh, they, made, they put a video out there of Glenn Murray scoring a goal, um, and he was like, please go back to that, that formation, and Glenn Murray liked it. Um, so it may be a bit of a spoiler alert to say that we're going to go back to basics somewhat and go back to the four four one one. Uh I hope so, because we it's something we've been asking we <laughs> I've been asking for on this podcast for a couple of weeks now that we uh revert back to basics and it looks like that may be the plan. Um We shall see. So this week, um, I didn't really get to... Obviously, we have no top five stories of the week or anything like that. This is an interview week. Um, Over the course of the season, I've been lucky enough to speak to a couple of different um, United States-based Albion fans. Um, I love doing it because... Having lived over here now for a couple of years, like it's wild to me to think that there are um, Americans that were born in this country that choose to support Brighton of all teams um, and not just kind of expats like me, uh, but also to just hear their origin stories and every single one of the people I've interviewed um have had a game coming up and that's one of the main reasons why I wanted to speak to them because they're all um just days or weeks away from their first ever Albion game always uh at, at the Amex um and this one's no exception uh you can uh, listen to him talk about his origin with Premier League football with the Albion why he pick the Albion um, his reason will definitely pique some of yours interests given the uh, the reputation that some uh, some people have uh, online you you'll understand when I get there um, but yeah, he's he's a top dude. Um, he's coming to the Albion in March. Um, if you do, for some reason, see him and know who he is, uh, say hello to him when he's on the concourse or in the stadium. Um, and yeah, I, I hope you enjoy it. Um, it's good eye-opening uh, look into what a different fan's perspective looks like from across the world. So without further ado, I will segment into the interview um, and enjoy.
1: thank you for coming on i'm trying to get my uh i'm trying to get my audio up here it's not there we go go. all right we're good okay cool (laughs) um
0: yeah thank you for coming on
1: earlier as well oh no problem man thanks for doing this This i mean i was really excited about it
0: yeah definitely i think it's really cool to have a couple of different people who are over here so um we'll just we'll just crack on uh so yeah thank you again for coming on as i said um, and we've obviously gone through the questions beforehand. Um, so first questions first, uh, how are you feeling so far this season as a new Albion fan with the way we're going?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you know, uh, lots of ups and downs this season that's driving, you know, me and I'm sure all the other Albion fans mad. Uh, you know, the, the most frustrating thing, thing for me this season has been, you know, the inconsistency in our play. You know, we, we've we had so many matches this year, like, you know, Palace at home, United at home, the entire month of October where we beat Newcastle, I think, West Ham and Wolves, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, where we, in my opinion, I mean, I was really excited. We were looking like a top 10 side. I was like, dude, this is awesome. I was like all fired up after all the crap that I took for from my friends here for choosing Brighton as my team, which we'll get in later. It's kind of a funny story. <laughs> um so things were looking really good and then you know and then now we're on the stretch that we were on you know losing to Fulham and Burnley and just some blown leads and um it's been a roller coaster ride but like I said you know like you know I've had so much fun with this um and uh I'm excited to to, to see how this ends <laughs> yeah yeah one way that's one way of putting it uh,
0: you were spot on by the way that yeah. October was capped off with wolves, which was a pretty good one as well. Um, oh yeah. So okay, yeah. <laughs> obviously, let's talk about that then. Uh, so, have you always followed soccer, uh, or are you are you new to the sport in general? And then, I guess, what made you choose the Albion of all teams?
1: Yeah. So I've always been like a casual fan of soccer. So I've always like followed like the obviously the big tournaments, the World Cups, the Euros, uh, uh, Copa America, Gold Cup out here in the states. Uh, Asian Cup, Um, you know, growing up as a kid my my favorite sports for, you know, the NBA and college football. Um, I've always had an eye on soccer because, you know, being an Iranian, I've always kind of followed all their all their big international matches, every tournament they've been in. Um, I've never followed league soccer before, like, you know, EPL, Bundesliga, La Liga, Um, never really followed it. And then uh, kind of what turned things around. For me, this year was—I'm from Arizona. I moved to Denver about two years ago, where I took a job in the, one of the bigger hospitals in the city. And my two coworkers were just huge Premier League fans—one being a Chelsea fan, and one being a Liverpool fan. And uh, last summer during the World Cup, they'd always like—you know—you'd be watching a game, and they'd be like, "Oh, so and so plays for this team. So and so plays for this team in the EPL." I'm like, "Oh man, you know, I should start watching. This sounds like all these good players are in the league." And and they kept saying, like, you know, EPL is the best league in the world. You got to start watching. Obviously, my 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 friend Brian, a Chelsea fan, kept wanting me to 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 root for Chelsea, and I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, you you don't understand me, man. I'm a I'm an Arizona Cardinals and Phoenix Suns fans. And to those who are not aware, both are the worst teams in their respective leagues. <laughs> <laughs> Being a front runner is not my style. So I was like, no, 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 that's not for me. I'm not going to jump on a bandwagon just because they're doing good right now. You know what I mean? Um, and then, obviously, as the summer progressed, World Cup finished, and uh, I started reading the Albion were interested in signing uh, Ali Reza Jahanbash. Um I was like, "Oh, great! You know, uh, oh, that, that's that's got to be my team." Like, um, and then I took uh, my friend sent me this email to take this test. To that's, it was it was non scientific, stupid questions. Take this test, see what permi- Premier League team you should follow. I ended up Swan- <laughs> is that kind I ended- of like a like a BuzzFeed one or something like that? Yeah, yeah, it was a BuzzFeed <laughs> one. And I ended up getting Swansea. And I'm like, wait a minute, they're not even in the league. <laughs> so I was like, no, 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 no. I got to start off with someone in the league at least, you know. And then the Jahan Back talk started heating up. And then, of course, obviously they signed him. Um, and the rest is history. And then I, uh, you know, right away I I got my club shirt. I was like so pumped up. I'm like... You know this is it and i i found contact with you on twitter and other fans on twitter and um as you know as you know and other people know that know me i've i've, I've gone all in there's no going back for me <laughs> yeah for sure um, yeah so i always tell my you know my wife and my friends i'm like not that i want this to happen but they could they could cut your hand tomorrow and i'm not going away like that. i'm in <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't, I don't do think that's <laughs>
0: no I, d- I don't think we'll be cutting him anytime soon he's had know, a slow start but uh, <laughs> but I think he'll be here for a while um, but, uh, so speaking of which uh, given that you are new to the Premier League as a whole as well um, what was the kind of thoughts and like beliefs you had from your friends as to what the Premier League contained and, and I guess like when you started looking into Brighton as a whole team instead of just Alireza how did you uh, like what were the first things you saw that really stuck out to you yeah
1: yeah yeah um... Well, the first thing after watching a few games of Premier League soccer, I was pissed off that I didn't start following sooner. I'm like, where the hell have I been? (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's just so fun to watch. I mean, I watch all the matches now with the with the gold pass out here in America. So um, but the one thing that's with with the Albion that I just love is I just everything about the club from the manager, from the, the supporters, how inclusive they are. Um, just what I've learned in the short months that I've been following them is amazing. And the the biggest thing for me is through through social media and through you know WhatsApp and of course the Discord chats and Twitter, how I've been able to connect with like Albion fans all over the world is it's really fun. And I think it's the biggest one of the biggest reasons why I love it. I mean, I'm sure other clubs have supporters all over the world too. But like for example, like you know I went to Chicago for work uh, about a uh, like January. It was during our FA Cup match against. Uh, West Bromwich Albion, and I just you know obviously I I know there's a, uh, i I'm friends with the at Chicago Seagulls on Twitter, and I just hit him up and I said hey I'm going to be in town, uh, can can I watch the game with you guys? And he was like yeah man, so you know we you know tell me where to go. And obviously it was only a few of us, but it was it was just still really cool that someone who doesn't know me, I don't know them, how, we can just connect and and it's just a you know small world out here, and it's it's really growing and. I love that part of it and I love being a part of it. You know I I want I, that's why I desperately want us to stay up cuz with the way things are trending here with Albion fans it's just going up and up and up and up and I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah, 100%. I think yeah.
0: it's so weird for me as somebody that like start like I was you know all I've ever known is Albion and following them since I was a kid and like you know going to all the games when we were absolutely crap. Like the idea <laughs> that <laughs> The idea that people all across the world know who we are and actually like us is so weird to me. And knowing that there's people everywhere that, you know, it's one thing to have, uh, it's one thing to have a bunch of people who are like English who have moved out here or moved across the world, but like to have born and bred Americans and and, <laughs> yeah. and Australians and all these different people who support us is such a strange thing to me. But I love it, and it's it is only growing, as you say. And I think that the profile that Brighton has as a city is definitely like an attraction to people.
1: I, I actually have a real funny story to say. So, when it, in August, we must have been like a match or two into the season, my 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 supervisor at work has this big alley party in Denver, and in summertime in Denver is really fun. Everyone's outside, probably like fifty, sixty people there. And he li- the street he lives on is Albion Street, so I'm like, I'm wearing my shirt like so I. So I go to this uh, you know outdoor party and this random, this lady must have been, I don't know how old she is. Forget, I mean, obviously she's not probably listening, but maybe in her 80s, like older, she comes up to me and she's like, excuse me, sir. You know, with an English accent, she goes, are you from Sussex? And I said, I said, no. Uh, she goes, oh, she goes, I just saw that you were wearing a Brighton Hill Albion shirt. I was like, oh, yeah. You know, so I told her I'm following it. She's like, she was, I never thought I'd ever see anyone wearing that shirt in Denver. Ever, <laughs> so I still get a kick out of that story, man. <laughs> that is a
0: good one. It's it's crazy. Um, yeah. If you go, there's a couple of different threads online. Like, where's the strangest place you've heard seagulls shouted at you in the world? And it's just <laughs> it's such a strange thing. But speaking of which, uh, you've gone all in, as you said yeah uh, you are you are no uh, fair weather fan which i guess makes sense because there's no such thing as fair weather with the albion um so tell <laughs> us about uh, tell us about your plans for march
1: oh yeah yeah so uh you know earlier earlier on the season i was you know i was so fired up and i'm like i gotta go to a game this year so um i didn't know the process you know obviously i'm not uh from england or europe and if, you know, in America, you can just jump on StubHub or SeatGeek or any third party sales and get a ticket to any game, any time at a reasonable price. So I started looking and I realized it was kind of difficult. I'm like, oh, then I think I've definitely reached out to you and some other supporters. I'm like, you know, how do I get tickets? And you said, you know, sign up with the club. You have to get a fan number. So I just called them one day. I called them the club and I said, this is my situation. And this is about October. It's so about five months out. I said, I'm coming with my wife to England in March, and I really want to go to the Saints match on the 30th. Like, how can I guarantee a seat to the game? She's like, well, you know, you can either wait, and uh, I'm sure you know the process, but you could probably explain it better than me, that the lottery or the, the fan number process, but that doesn't happen like a month or two before the match. But she goes, the only way you can guarantee tickets right now is if you get hospitality suite. So I'm thinking, oh, man, that just sounds really expensive. Like, I'm like, oh, what does that include? And she told me that, you know, you get dinner and a guaranteed seat, which is all I wanted to hear. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't too bad considering I'm flying all the way over there. So I was going to pay whatever they wanted. It actually ended up being pretty reasonable. So got those tickets. Um, A couple months later, once I learned, like, you know, the atmosphere in the stands is a little bit better, I was kind of like, I had a little bit of buyer's remorse, but I'm like, you know what, whatever. I'm in the stadium. I'm there. Next time I go, like, hopefully in, in the next season, I'll I'll do better, you know, but for now I'm really excited about it. So I, I can't wait. It's just, uh, it's, it's now that it's almost March, it's almost real. And when I bought those tickets, I think it was during October and we were doing really well. So I'm like, okay, we're going to be far safe by then. Like, <laughs> I got nothing to worry about this game. Like, and then now it's going to, it's turning up to be a massive game.
0: <laughs> yes, it is. It is. A, gonna. It has the potential to be about as big as they come with, yeah. uh, with like, I think I think the only two games we have after that are City
1: and Arsenal. So uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then um, you know, obviously after after the game, they do tours of the Amex every Sunday after matches. And um, I think it was it, I think it was Paul Stateside Seagulls, right? He's the one that he did it, and I saw his pictures, and I was like, man, I really I really want to do that. It looks awesome. You get to go to the locker room. You know, I don't know if you can go on the pitch, but it looks like you can get really close to the pitch um and i so i wanted to do that but of course me being you know the over planner i am i'd already bought my return ticket to london for sunday at noon and the tours were i think at ten thirty, i believe or 10 o'clock something like that and i was gonna miss some so i emailed the club last week i, get, I told them the situation i said look i'm coming from the states i'm dying to go on this tour i know that you guys usually started around 10 10 it's about an hour and a half to end at 12 they weren't on sale yet, so I took I took a total shot in the dark, assuming full well they're going to tell me to piss off because that's how probably what happened here. <laughs> <laughs> is there any way you can start this tour early so I can make my train to London at twelve 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 ten? And uh, man, like the next day, a really nice guy named Sam, um, who ended up being a relative of someone in our Discord chat, that I thought was pretty amazing. <laughs> yes, yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. wrote back and was like, yeah, no problem. You know, I'm going to change the tour time to 9:30. It's not on sale yet, but I'll let you know when I put it on sale so you can buy your tickets. Cause they only sell 15. And then the next day he emails me, he's like, it's on go buy your ticket now. And I just thought that was so cool. You know, they, they didn't have to do that. Um, I'm just one person or two people with my wife. Um, I just, I thought that was amazing. I thought that was really cool that they, they were able to accommodate me and when they had every reason not to, they don't know me, you know? So that was, that was pretty special.
0: Yeah, I think that's awesome. Honestly, I think it's so cool. Uh, we may be a big club now, but the small club mentality is still there sometimes in that Absolutely. everybody matters, you know? Um, yeah, I love it. So <laughs> talking game time uh, and the season so far, who has been your player of the season so far?
1: Oh, yeah. I, uh, it's, it's, it's tough to pick for me because I feel like if we do end up truly staying up, which I, I, I'm I want to say we will it's going to be due to a lot of people and I think that earlier on in the season I mean Glenn Murray was on fire I mean he was just scoring at a at an a epic rate and he was able to get us so many of those early points and I remember like in the fall I mean Matty Ryan single-handedly like willed us to some victories with like, some absolutely epic saves I'll never forget that so earlier on obviously the season's progressed and you know um as you know i mean i'm a bi- i've been a big fan of florendonio i just I, even though i know he doesn't have like the goals Glenn murray has but just how the team changes when he comes into matches like the aggression the energy it's a no brainer i mean any fan who watches these games can see that when he comes in we play better i mean I, that's what i've taken that from from it and i'm so excited for him i'm so excited for the future with him i hope he stays here i hope he starts starting very soon if not this year next year I don't want him to go anywhere. I know there was some rumors a couple weeks ago about I know they were fake or about him getting bought out. I was like, oh, I want him to stay here. And just him and Basuma and all those guys, they're, they're just so much fun to watch. Obviously, our back line's amazing. But, man, I, I can't pick a player the season so far. I mean, I kind of wanted to say Glenn Murray, but I know he's had a l- rough, you know, last two months or so. But that first three or four months, man, that guy willed us to where we're at, in, in my opinion. And if we do stay up, a big part of it is going to be what he did for us in August, September, October, November, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I can appreciate yeah. that. Well,
0: yeah. we'll get to, we'll get together at the end of the season and do a big wrap-up episode and see what everybody's player of the seasons are at the yeah. end where we can <laughs> reflect a bit better. <laughs> um, this one might be a bit easier to answer because there's a two or three that can come to the name, but who has been your bust of the season so far? Oh, oh.
1: I've had uh, some players that have just definitely... Made me want to pull my hair out. <laughs> um, I don't want to say that Bong has been a bust because he, you know, he was playing because you know because of some injuries, but just some of his play has just led to some goals that have just killed me, penalties that have killed me. I've been a little upset with Dale Stevens. Um, I was talking to a couple of Albion supporters on Twitter a few days ago. Um, I know a lot. I, I mean, I don't know what the sentiment is in England, but I know because the definition of a bust is someone you've had high expectations for that hasn't lived up to it. And as much as it pains me, I feel like, you know, Ali Reza, we were so fired up about him. And I don't want to call him a bust because he was injured and he had the Asian Cup. Um, but, uh, you know, I I would nothing would make me happier to see him kind of turn it around. Um, but overall, I mean, uh, it's hard to pick a, a bust because there's so many players that make me want to, like, like I said, tear my hair out. I, I get so frustrated with them, you know. Mostly you know, Stevens, Bong. Um, although hopefully those days of Bong starting are over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's kind of how I feel about that. I mean, it's just, I don't know. I just hope our, I hope the inconsistency stops and our young guys can start, you know, playing more. Because, you know, I've been a big, big, big proponent of Andoni and Basuma and getting more minutes. And I think at the end of the season, it will. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm really hoping the same thing. Well, you know I am. I hope that we get those two on the pitch more often than not, yeah. sooner or later.
1: Yeah, um, we, were, we were both kind of, you know. I know that earlier in the season we were both, you know, Jurgen uh, Lacadia was wasn't having uh, the greatest start, and you know you were pretty outspoken. <laughs> but he's turned it around. You know, he's been he's been better, which has been nice to see. Obviously, I didn't follow him last year, so I can't comment on what last year was like, but. He's been doing pretty good. You know, he's, he's turning it around. I think he led to a goal in the FA cup, right? Yeah, he did. He had that shot that was deflected that uh, was hidden by knock So that was nice. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. LaCardi is a weird one. Um, I think this change
0: in formation has probably been, he's probably been the one person who succeeded the most out of it. Absolutely. Playing playing a bit further back on like a left midfield as opposed to left wing (coughs) just kills him. He was really Uh... poor last year in that spot. Um, Mm. So, Premier League as a whole, first full season watching it. Uh, who have you got as your team that will go down? Ooh. Your teams, your three. And I hope well, that you don't <laughs> take <the RB>. Albion.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, hell no. Um, obviously, you know, Huddersfield, they, they checked out months ago. They're done. You know, they're out. Um, uh, Fulham, I mean, I know we lost to them. I'm still pissed off about it. They're crap, but they're going down too. <laughs> yep, fair. Uh, the fi- the final question is, you know, who's going to be the 13? You know, I I think I think uh, you you made a, a point on the the uh, Discord uh, Discord chat yesterday, and I could completely agree with you. It's going to come down to Saints, Cardiff, and uh, and us, unfortunately. <laughs> but um, at the end of the day, I I think that we're far more talented than top to bottom roster wise. I think we're more talented than Burnley. Burnley, I think we're more talented than Newcastle. Um, our talent level is far superior than those those remaining teams. Um, but it's up to us to play to that level that we we all know we can play. Um, I don't think games like United and Palace at home were a fluke. I truly believe that we are that good. Um, so for that reason, I, I, I definitely think we're staying up. And I think we'll finish a little higher. I don't think we'll be like uh, 17th or 16th, 15th, 14th. This is definitely possible. Uh, but for my third team, I'm, a, I, I'm pretty positive the Saints will be going down. And uh, I hope the match that I go to in March is like, seven (laughs) nil
0: well i think every single person here in this is in agreement with you that it's seven (laughs) nil i think that would be nice for everybody (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) 100 percent uh at the other end it looks like it's almost just a two horse race now but yeah i'm always open up for bold predictions so uh who have you got winning the whole thing this year
1: yeah it's 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 been kind of fun to watch. And I actually, you know, obviously, as we're talking right now, the the Liverpool uh, United match just ended in a draw, which, um, you know, I'm sure City fans were cheering for United to win that game. To be honest with you, I've just watching for a year, I do feel like Manchester City does have the best roster, best starting 11, top to bottom. I think it's their title to lose. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Liverpool won the title, but I definitely i am going to, you know, and I know it's a popular choice, but. Just I've watched them play so much, and if they're on their game, they could beat anybody. You know, so uh, I definitely think uh, City would be going, taking it again.
0: (laughs) Very fair. Yeah, Yeah. they uh, they really are quite the team. Um, All right, last question. Uh, We'll do this for you. I'm going to give you the next five games that we've got. I want you to predict the scores, see how close we can get. (laughs) So we've got Tuesday away at Leicester City. What's the score?
1: Well, if you would have asked me yesterday, I would have said, Albion, we're going to win one nothing." But now that – didn't they uh, – I believe they sacked their manager this morning, correct? Yes. Yeah. That kind of worries me a little bit, Josh, to be honest with you. Because that's how sports work. Any sport it is. I've always noticed when you when you fire your coach midseason that first came back, I always feel like a team plays up for that game. You know what I mean? Yeah. They I'm, a, I'm a little worried that we're going to lose. And I'm thinking we're going to go down 2-1. to one, And I hope – I eat crow on that one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone does, but I think everyone agrees that that new manager bounce is a very real thing.
1: Yeah. Uh, all right, home to Huddersfield. Oh, that one. I mean, I, I, I think we're gonna win big on that one, just because. You know, I, I seen what all the players have been writing on social media, like Duffy, about how you know we're gonna we're gonna be all right, we're gonna bounce back, and that's the statement game. I mean. you that's the game where you need to come out and be pissed off. And after everything that's happened against Burnley and Fulham, I think we're going to win big that game. I'm going to say 3-0. Nice. I Yeah,
0: I hope so. And then you know, just a couple of uh, next, the following week, we have the big one uh, away to Palace.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, man, that's that's that can end up being a huge game. You know, uh, well, every game's huge now, but. I, I, for some reason, I mean, I feel like Brighton always plays up to their opponents on the road. I mean, we've had some good road matches where we've had very respectable draws. I don't think we're going to win it, but I think we're capable of a draw. And I'm going to say 2-2.
0: Okay, I will take a point away at Salah. Yeah, me uh,
1: too. <laughs> Anything
0: but a loss. Uh, and then <laughs> next up, uh, Sunday, March the 17th, is the FA Cup quarterfinal away to Millwall.
1: Well, I'm going to be completely honest with you, Josh. Before we got that uh, that match, I had no idea where Millwall was. That's how new of a fan I am. I had to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right, uh, though. I know. Um, we've been doing solid in the FA Cup. I, we're going to win. I, I, and uh, I think it'll be a little tight. I want to say 1-0. I think it'll be a tight 1-0 game. But I think we're going to be up for that one. Because, you know, you to play at Wembley if you win that one, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's definitely a winnable one. Absolutely, um, and these five fixtures are topped off. And this is why I wanted to do it, really, because it's topped off by your trip. So the <laughs> yeah. fifth and final game of the score predictions of March is uh, Brighton <laughs> at home to Southampton.
1: Oh, man, I, uh, I cannot wait. I'm so excited. We're going to win. Um, I think we're going to win big. And I even have an even bolder. I, I, actually, I, I hope I'm wrong in this part of my prediction. I, I, I was telling my, uh, my wife and my friends, I said, wouldn't that be sweet if Ali Reza scores his first goal? At the game that I'm at, but if I'm wrong and he scores before that, which I hope he does, I'll freaking take it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very but true. I would, I would just love if like Basuba and Ali Reza and like um, Andoni that's all score like all my favorite players all scored that game, you know. But realistically speaking, I mean, I think we're we're gonna win. Obviously, I would love to be seven nil, but that's not realistic. I mean, I wish it was, but I'm going to say two nil. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that would be uh, that would be pretty nice because I mean, if that ends up being the case, where we took seven points from those uh, those four games of Premier League, awesome. and, yeah, we're on what thirty five points at that point, thirty four points, and we're pretty much yeah. safe. So, God, I, I hope know. you're right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm going to come back and listen to this after that Saints game, and let's see how I did. <laughs> yeah me too
0: um well that's about it really uh yeah. you're on twitter as uh at mile high seagulls right yep yeah Mile High Seagulls. yep well if everybody who's listening make sure you follow in uh and see his trip to the uk at the end of march
1: um and yeah again thank you for coming on yeah actually real quick it's actually uh i don't know why i did this but it's at mile high seagull singular i should change it but for now it's just singular but yeah, any any Albion fans out there? Please, you know, uh, in, in England, please find me on Twitter. I would, I would love to meet up with you guys at the game or afterwards. I just want to soak it all in, and I don't want to just kind of uh, see as much of Brighton as I can. I know I'm only there for about two days, but um, please reach out to me. I would love to meet up with any fellow supporters before, or after, during the match. Um, but yeah, would love to hear from anybody.
0: Yeah, thanks a lot, man.
1: Yeah, thank you, Josh. And
0: at that point, I will cut the recording. Oh, great. That was <laughs> yeah, fun, no, man. Thank you so much for coming on.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man. Thank you so much. And uh, I, I hope I'm wrong on Lester, man, but I just have a bad feeling now.
0: <laughs> yeah, me too. Honestly, I felt the same way as you. I thought, you know, like with them getting beat, with them uh, in such a terrible run of form, I thought, oh, man, if Puell is still in charge, I, I think know. we're going to nick this. But I no. Know. <laughs>
1: Well, we'll we'll find out, you know, I said, I hope I'm wrong, but I just, I've, I've seen this enough in sports, man, where you fire a coach, you get a new manager and the team always plays up that day. Always. No matter what the sport is, you know,
0: it's true. It's true. (laughs) Every (laughs) single sport that I've watched is the same way, but I'm going to get this onto my laptop and uh, upload it all and get it ready for tonight. Um, Thank you again so much.
1: All right, Josh, you take care. All All right. right,
0: You too, mate. Bye. Bye Bye. All right, so that's it from me for the week, really. Uh, I'll be back on Wednesday uh, or Thursday, one of the two, to take a look at the Leicester game. Um, And we'll talk about the next couple of weeks on that podcast uh, as I have some news coming up about that. Um, But yeah, other than that, we're we're done here. Um, Hopefully we can get a win against Leicester this weekend, this week rather, on Tuesday. Uh, They have just sacked their manager, Puel, um, which is probably the worst possible news we could get um, as an Albion fan because the new manager bounce or at least getting rid of the old manager bounce um, is probably going to kick us in the ass. But it is what it is. We'll see what we can do. Um, Hopefully we can come away with a point maybe, would be a very good point away from home at Leicester. Um, and yeah, I hope you enjoyed the interview. Uh, Iranian fans, obviously he is an Iranian, he's an American, but he uh, he obviously started following us due to Ali Reza, um being a big catalyst for that support. And I know that some of the Iranian fans have gotten a bit of a bad rap on social media for the absolute crazy shit that they're posting on the Albion timeline, especially on Instagram, <laughs> to... Um, have Ray to start and all this weird shit that they're posting but yeah he was he's a great dude um like i said he's there in march uh to play to play to watch us play southampton um and i hope you enjoyed listening to his story i think it's always really interesting um and hopefully like you said johan can come on and score some goals for us before or during his time in, uh, in england um and uh Fingers crossed we can get a couple of points on the board uh, this midweek on Tuesday. So thanks a lot. Um, I'll see you all midweek for a review of the Leicester game and have a good week.